found out that uh, I was muted I'm because I didn't unmute myself like I said I wasn't going to do until now. But yes, yeah, so welcome to the Best Boys Podcast. That's Corey Pitcavish, or Corey with a story on uh, on all the things. I'm JP. I'm just, you know, jack of all trades. Made made a lot of music. I, I dabble in, the, uh, in many things. Directed music videos um, in the Pittsburgh area. Um, graphic, just do some graphic design. Pretty much just a big nerd uh, and, and enjoy um, binging media, and I really got into film the last few years in quarantine, um, and, you know, worked on you know, writing and things like that over time, um, but I basically am just your, your average Joe, um, here, the perspective here, whereas Corey's actually working in the industry, I believe he was, you just, I don't know if you mentioned this, but you just got off the set, or you're on, you're in LA right now, Working on what BTS for Euphoria, or are you working on Euphoria? Yeah, yeah I, I shoot the HBO uh, show. Me and my production partner shoot the uh, behind the scenes for uh, HBO marketing. A couple of their shows being right now we're on Euphoria, um, and then we did Euphoria season one, Perry Mason, and Thanks for Love. Um, so yeah, I'm just excited working on season two. Can't say anything about it other than that, but it's uh, it's super fun. Glad to be back. Cool. That's cool. Good, good. Um, uh, yeah, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you. But so basically, we came up with this as like we've been, we've been, we watched, we started watching movies over Discord uh, in quarantine. Now it's getting over. Um, but we kind of wanted to keep that going. Um, I know me and my girlfriend Riss, we also have been doing similar things, and we figured might as well, um, you know, archive our thoughts and feelings on these things as we learn um and enjoy good most good mostly good flicks and some fun you know some some fun along the way um all right so do we want to get to it or is there anything else you wanted to touch on before uh we get into the first film and i don't think we decided did you want to talk about shape of water or army of the dead first I feel like there's uh, the one. contrast, the contrast of the films, um, really, uh, it, it's, it, it depends. It will set the tone in a different way. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I'm just getting my notes back up. The, <laughs> I can I flip know. a coin. I have or... dice from running D and D. I have dice all around me. So, uh, if you want yeah, to be... roll, roll, a, roll a hundo. <laughs> Hundo, we just need and even an odd. If we it just... lands on seventy or above, we we do shape of water. All right, I'll just do. We'll do we know what the people really want to hear. I'm just gonna roll a d4, <laughs> and if it's evens, we'll do shape of water because it's good. And uh, oh, if it's odds, well, you know, odd. I'll do the real masterpiece. We do the real the real ma- disaster piece. Uh, no, it's not that bad. It is not that. It is not that bad. And since we're gonna do it first, let me. I really didn't want. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And I do have a little title thing. And I have my letterbox on the screen, just as a reminder um, that we are on letterbox. And I've been. That is my main app that I've been archiving my um, reviews and what I've been watching. So if you're into that, and I'm going to track all our scores on there. Corey, I, I don't think. I don't know if he has one yet, but. Um, just to archive what how we feel about these over time. I'll make some kind of list. And yeah. All right. 
Army of the Dead, directed by Zach Mother Effing Snyder. <laughs> released in the year of our Lord, 2021 AD. <clears throat> After the death of Jesus Christ. Uh, now, do you, I feel like you should go for, you should start it off. Uh, okay. Um, wow. I didn't think to go first, but okay. All right. So do you want general thoughts? Do you want me to like, my yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We can movie? go general first. We can go general first. <laughs> and then we, first. we, yeah, yeah. I guess we should do that. Let's do non-spoiler first. But if you're getting in, if you're, if you're joining us, just know that I have no control of what spoilers may fly out of my mouth. I will try to work on it, but uh, same. Yeah, I'm um, bad at that. Go but. into this uh, expecting, uh, but at first we'll do our best. So general, yeah, general review. Do your best on this floor. Okay, I didn't hate it, but I will say there are many times when I had to stop the movie and just go, why. <laughs> um but like when it but like when the action was going it was cool but it's definitely like like the coolest part of the movie is the opening credits like sequence that's by far and away the coolest part of the movie and i wish yeah 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 it was a little long but it was like all like all things i will say about this movie it was a little long but it was cool um i love that he used richard cheese which uh i believe that was richard the richard cheese Cause that's who did the down with the sickness from, from the Dawn of the dead remake, you know? Oh like, yeah. 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 That's, I call it out immediately. It's like, if that's Richard cheese, this is, that's a good that's callback. Hilarious. Cause I know it's not supposed to be, I looked it up. It's not a direct sequel. Um, or not direct sequel, but it's not technically uh, a sequel. It's still spiritual. Um, but you know, he's, there's so many winks and nods to mm-hmm. Dawn of the dead. Um, the remake, his remakes particular, but also, and I think, I think he was trying to evolve from the, um, what they were doing in land of the dead with the, the sentient, um, zombie, you know, the, yeah. the learned zombie, the evolved zombie, um, this is uh, different, like the hierarchy of intelligence. In the yeah. Yeah. I think he thought he was doing that, which I guess, yeah, is we was going and land of the dead is not the best movie. Um, I might try to bring that. It kind of made me want to watch it and think if I f- remember it as is better or or not. Um, but uh, yeah, so I didn't like it. Obviously, there. But as always, with Zack Snyder films, there's always something to enjoy, whether ironically or not. Um, whether it's cool action moment or whether it's a cool, uh, just a moment. He's a guy who can who can really capture a moment um, in an interesting way, like a, like with motion and action, and um, you know the everybody rags on the slow mo in um, Justice League. Very much lack of slow mo in this movie. No, there's a some, there's some, but not not few and uh, far between. It was probably because people are making was, uh, fun of him too much, but that's not yeah. any. I didn't have problems with slow mo. My problems were with the narrative. Um, being shitty being shitty and like incoherent and like uh at times um but mainly is the depth of field thing the depth of field thing ruins the movie for me almost ruined the movie for me i I, so it felt like when so i i don't i work in an office and we do a lot of zoom calls 
uh, or not Zoom calls, but Microsoft Teams and Zoom style stuff. And you have a setting you can do and it blurs the whole background. So it's just you in the foreground and it blurs the back. Um, and that's exactly what it looked like the whole movie was shot in. And you can only see the person in the foreground and everything else was obscured and blurred. And it really took away from, I like it. So this was a style choice, obviously. Um, uh, he said it. I watched the little BTS thing. Joel said portrait, uh, young leisure in the chat said portrait mode. Um, that's what it looks like. Uh, yeah, yeah. So people, so I guess like, cause everyone's working from home. So you can't see like if someone's dog or like baby or naked partner walks on, walks onto the screen. Um, but, uh, but it really made it hard to enjoy or see what take in with everything's going on. It made it feel claustrophobic. Um, and it made it feel like, like, I, I so they were moving through that's the Vegas, right? Um, and I'm trying, this is, I don't think this is really spoiler cause you know, it's in Vegas. They're like moving through the town, uh, the city and everything's so blurred around them. You can't tell how far they're really going. Like, it's like, are they in the same place or are they in a different place? And until they go inside indoors, um, do I know that we have now moved on to a different part of the movie? Um, for me, it, uh, it, 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 I didn't like it at first. I was like, God damn, like, this is really bad. Like I, um, it, it they're, he's shooting on these Canon dream lenses, which are kind of like an offshoot from like K 35s and FDs and stuff. And like, I shoot with FDs all the time. And a lot of the time it will just look like whenever you have a broken FD and you shoot wide open and it's like this haloing around the characters, um unintentionally and uh the but like once i probably 20 after 20 minutes in it didn't bother me i like got used to it and i did enjoy that at least all the all extreme wides and establishing shots were not super blurred um like that one right there like you at least know like he sets it up so you can know what's going on but yeah i, I definitely felt like it, it for something that needed to be big in the scale of like traverse distance it felt too claustrophobic it honestly um, felt like something that was and i don't know if this was why i did it but it was trying it almost like the blurred edges on the outdoor scenes really fucked with your sense of scope and then mm -hmm. maybe they didn't need the budget that you would in a giant ass movie um, the budget of this was only ninety million. Yeah, yeah. Do, like a movie this big with ninety million, like it definitely shows that there was lacking in some areas. But like mm -hmm. oh, for all the light, like the lighting looks great. That opening title sequence is still I go back to like when they're standing in front of the backdrops. Um, is so good. Like from a, a, a technical perspective, like lighting and, and uh, cinematically, like, it just looks so clean. Um, but then you get into the movie and it's all handheld and, and, and shot at a 0.95. Nothing's in focus. But the uh, at the same time, like, I don't I don't know. I just kind of like I, when I, once I settled into it, it didn't bother me anymore. Um, I mean, I, I definitely that... noticed it less as I was going. But yeah. I just like had to get over but... it that this is just how the movie looks. Yeah. But well, I was going to say, well, once you get indoors it was not as bad. It it was like, cause it was indoors. So it felt like it was yeah. appropriate, but these big outdoor shots, um, and it mainly was like any shot of somebody's head of just like mm. a bus shot up or a head shot and everything around them is, is unintelligible. And there was a bunch yeah. of those in a row. They kept doing the, those in between like the action sequences. 
it's pretty um, much all of your like back and forth OTS like dialogue sequences are like that, and uh, and it uh, it just it I get like in, I think he said in one interview it's just like he just wanted all the attention to be focused on like the character face and eyes, um, but like when you have like Dave Batista as your best actor in the movie, it's not. And no offense to him, but like I, you know, it's not. It's not a lot of emotion. Like the whole time, like I just kept thinking in my head that this was just fucking drax's fucking solo movie outside of the guardian so how did you how did like how did you feel about his performance because um not great like i felt like he was he was it sounded like he was given the drax deadpan delivery like he's trying to make a joke but none of the lines were jokes and i i could tell he was trying to do a subdued um stoic thing and it's just like and it worked sometimes but there were moments where he was just like He's just always whispering, like huskily whispering, like, uh, oh, they're gone. Oh, God. Shit. They're gone. Like, stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, all right, dude. Like, Moda, you're not getting really angry. I guess that was supposed to be his thing. Like, he only got angry, really angry a few times in the movie. Um, uh, the part of, towards the end where it's like, he's, I guess it's not towards the end, but like, probably like an hour left in the movie. It's like he's talking to his daughter and he's trying to be like, yeah, I'm sorry, you know, like I know you hate me because. Oh my god, dude, so hold on, no, we're gonna get to that scene. When well, let's wait till we get to spoiler, or if we're deciding like going to spoiler territory because that well, scene. That's such a small plot note that that doesn't really change. The I want to talk about well. that scene. I really, if you're talking about what I'm thinking, with it, it's just him and his daughter, yeah, talking about emotional shit, like yeah. two, like like two thirds through the movie. Is that's what we're talking about? Yeah, because I want to go into that. I got lots of notes about that because um, me and Riz stopped it, rewound it, and watched it again just to fucking go in on it. Oh, uh, poor Dave. Uh, I like, I like, I say, I like Dave Batista. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I did too. But, uh, but yeah, not great. Oh, Stuckman, get his ass out of here. Yeah, he's just, oh. he's he's trying to get in. Uh, I will. Yeah, he's Not trying to get in on our shit. Here, I'll. Pull, I got a graphic. Oh, it's I got I got a graphic. It is of Zack Snyder using his t- camera. So I watched the, the the beginning of the BTS thing on Netflix, and Zack Snyder's talking mm-hmm. about this lens, and um, then I looked into it about the he has a, using a digital camera for the first time. Also, yeah, showed on Red Red Gemini. This is worth noting um, that this is his first film that he ever was DP on. Um, director of photography. Do you know the reason behind that? No, I don't. I just know that so he. The reason why he's the credited DP on this is because he knew that you know this might not be well received the way he wanted to shoot it, and so he didn't want to ruin anybody's deep anybody any DP's career by having their name attached as a DP for this and it being bad. So he like did it to be like to not fuck anyone's career over but his own if it what? went bad, which is really respectful. I Strange, think. Uh, but but I mean it's just not that is not. I feel like that it's obvious that is admirable. Young Elijah just said, um, it, but uh, like take all the blame if it ended up being super. Yeah, bad. But, but, but but that's never been a strength. Experiment for him. It definitely seems like he's experimenting in the shooting. Um, in the cinematography, and yeah, I, 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 this whole movie is like a test shoot for him doing digital, uh, essentially. 
and then just playing around with the like these lenses that he got and wanted to see like well what would happen if you did just do this whole thing and i i don't think it you know it didn't turn out great like but most of my grapes just come from bloated story and and bloated story beats um yeah the, the honestly this movie could be watchable as a uh like b a solid b movie action horror thing but the length makes it really hard to digest even for a normal i feel like a average um audience member um mm. the the indulgence is a big problem and i really i honestly admired it that was one thing i admired about the justice league um cut is because like it, it's not it's the four hours is to its detriment it could be a lot um you know a lot shorter but there's i feel like people down the line are going to go back to these movies where studios just gave him huge ass budgets and were just a go fucking ham especially well i guess netflix this wasn't a big budget but um but hbo with justice league and just see what happens when somebody with a resume and skill set like and just like style like Zack Snyder and just give him these giant or get like this leeway to do whatever he wants and this is what we're getting and like an auteur like you're like an auteur and it's kind of interesting what we get and it's like think about 80s and 90s I think someone in the discourse just talking about Point Break before um before we got on and I have not seen that and I want it's on our list and uh but i think about movies that are like they capture even if they're not that great like how many action 80s action movie just capture a vibe of that of the time and the style of those action movies and i wonder if people and then people go back on them and you know admire the the aesthetic and the style more than the actual film itself um because it's like cheesy and or whatever um I mean, there was a big wave of parodies like that kung kung fury or whatever on netflix have you, you know what i'm talking about yeah i've, I've seen the sh like the original like shortened trailer and stuff from that. yeah yes yeah. So like that pastiche of those kinds of things like i wonder if people down the line will have an, a, that kind of nostalgic appreciation for this him particularly what he's done with these last few films uh what do i you think, think this one's kind of just going to be forgotten but I think that Justice League is a as someone who liked the, the Snyder just like genuinely thought it was really good. Um, I uh, I definitely feel like that it's just going to be a case of just like, like I mean to the people who liked it is like this is what happens when you know, no studio interferes you get a good movie versus like you look at Justice League the Whedon cut and it's Justice like League. it's a fucking mess. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm a little uh, worried about Sam Raimi in this uh, in this oh, yeah. thing. I it mean, seems I like it could be a similar. No, but neither was Joss Whedon. We thought before because all it was Avengers is guys gonna save Justice League, and everyone was excited Avengers, about it. Avengers two was not that great though. Like I thought, Age of Ultron was kind of boring. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right, you're right. But all right, but let's the, uh... let's let's not get too far into. Superhero world, but were you making a point? Were you making a point about Joss? Oh, I was Reed? just gonna say, um, I was just gonna say, yeah, it's just like when I don't know, that cut is just it's so terrible. And the fact that you just like the whole point of the movie was written around Cyborg, and then you just come in and rip that out, and then 
paint over Henry Cavill's mustache. All right, all right, all right. We know the we, we know the saga with Justice League. Yeah. Let's this let's stick on to the movie because I think the Justice League. Yeah, this is not a Justice League podcast, but um, because I don't think the cut the his cut is it's better, but it has serious problems in its own right. You know, notably that is four fucking hours, and that is what we uh, you know need to talk about. I mean, the two and a half hours of this movie is completely unnecessary. I think a movie of this style, uh, yeah, the movie of this style could have been an hour and forty five minutes and still had this weird shitty narrative, and at least that would have been dumb fun, and I could have got down with it. But the fact yeah. that it was two and a half hours or uh, just made it so bloated. The like everything we talk about, the opening scene, cool. Too, a little bit too long, um, cool moments, uh, cool moments, but too long, and also a lot of bad moments. And now let's. I think we should hit the spoiler button. Maybe I should have to make some kind of rant, rant kind of thing, something cool. And uh, but the the there's a few scenes I want to talk in. But let's talk about the characters. So the beginning of the movie, you're assembling your team. Um, the you got your helicopter pilot you got your people with guns you got you know your youtuber who's good at shooting headshotting zombos you oh, got your so comments about that um you got your uh i don't even know the the one woman with the bandana don't know where she came from she, she was just... brought with the youtube guy oh oh because they were, they were like lovers zombie killing lovers oh Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. I, yeah, I had a hard time with the whole her whole thing. That whole sequence of her fighting for like five, ten minutes and for nothing was really... Oh, that, is, that is my worst... Other than the sequence we're going to talk about, the scene with the dad and the, the daughter, this was my vote for worst part of the movie. Um because it made no fucking sense and it was so indulgent so indulgent no like as a narrative it's just like what are you building to is she gonna is she doing all this to survive is she doing all this to fuck over the uh the fucking the the security guy that's working for the man like what is this leading to nothing nothing you could have killed her fucking five minutes ago, dude. And I respect it's like, so is he is he trying to uh, show that she was a badass? Give her a moment to be a badass before, because you gave her no character she development. Was, like, you gave was, her no she, yeah. character development. So you're going to give cool her this moment that. to flex. And then, yeah, yeah she was I, badass. As a sequence, like, isolated was, sequence, it was cool. But it's just, yeah. in this movie, it was pointless. I thought that the... Uh... I think I mean I think it was just there to just showcase like because I, I thought she was just getting a bit immediately and was over and the fact that she lasted that long was like God damn how is she still going? But this is why. And I have this and I wrote this down towards the towards the end of my notes at the end of the movie because this happens so many times. But every single person that dies has a solid thirty seconds to a minute to be saved, and everyone instead. Oh uh, yeah, so, so Riss screamed about away. this. Riss screamed and, uh, yeah. about how the dude with the great the greatest headshots uh just yeah. sat stood there and watched her die. Obviously yeah. the security guy wanted her to be left for dead. Um because he didn't want her to tell yeah. them that they he fucked her over. Hmm. Um 
but uh yeah but it happens with every almost every character that does dislike instead of you know like using that time to rescue that person which you had more than enough time to do to catch up especially because dave batista and everyone is there and they're just like uh and then run uh but the uh, uh, can, I get a, uh can i get a like every every book could have been saved and instead everyone just chose not to like i did not see the fact that everybody like fucking dies in this movie like it's all yeah pointless. so that's the what i mean point the, of the movie yes exactly the money yes everybody dies why does this happen uh, we didn't man, we didn't really talk about the premise because he talks he talks about how it's so revolutionary it is a heist movie and a zombie movie right yeah. and so you're thinking like heist they're getting in there they want to get out and then all of a sudden, there's this sudden shift in the movie. And uh, a certain once they find out a certain thing, like uh, me and Riss were calling it out before they even said that it's not about the money. They were just trying to capture these super zombies, which I guess we need to get to also. Um, everybody, so they did not have enough people to haul all that money onto the helicopter. They did not oh, have God, enough no. or time. They didn't have enough time or money. And then once they put on the hour, the shoehorn, the, the nuclear hour thing, and Which, uh, there's an hour to a nuclear those. bomb's going to blow up Las Vegas. I was just like, this is ruined anything I looked forward to about this heist. The heist is now worthless and is now just about mm. getting out and surviving like every other zombie thing. So it's like a zombie ending and a high after all this heist with zombie see, flavor. I think this starts halfway through the movie. Like I didn't realize it was halfway when they got to the bank vault. And oh, yeah, like, we noticed that there's so much time left, but it, it, I don't even think pacing wise that line tracks perfectly because of how long the ending is. It's a return of the king length of an ending. Uh, <laughs> there's like yeah. three ending scenes um, run right after another that are extremely long. Um, we kept checking in the last half or like last 45 minutes. We're just like, where? How close? How close? Um, and. Yeah, I don't know. I I I don't know. I going back to the the the, the badass girl getting killed after she oh, fought yeah. hard for no reason. Yeah, yeah. The uh, I have in my notes um here that the uh what does it say the okay so they toss in the glow sticks because they can't shine the lights on the zombies. Yeah, from the aliens. Hibernations. Yeah, one of the aliens moments. And yet no one turns their flashlight off and they all keep them on pointing like semi forward. Well, well it was just, to, it zombies. was just like supposed to be the breadcrumbs. Like in case anyone gets lost to follow the glow sticks. It wasn't about yeah, the light. They're, they're all, well, he does, he does the glow sticks because it's dark because they say, how am I going to see? Because they said, don't shine your flashlights on, but then yeah. everyone leaves their flashlights. They said, on. just don't Do shine them can... in their faces. I thought everyone was still allowed to right. shine them at their feet. Like, I don't, it just made it like uh, I feel like if you're not supposed to shine light, like even if you're shouting at their feet, that's still going to be shining at the zombie. It just felt dumb. And then also, everyone's in a single file line close to each other. You shouldn't even fucking need the breadcrumbs. Like, why would you get that distance apart in the first place to allow the dude from the Mindy Project to screw over the the girl? I don't know. It just felt. Who's dumb. the dude from the like, Mindy Project? Who's that? The 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 guy who's sent with the from the corporate. The security. Team. He's on the Mindy Project. Yeah. He's yeah, also he's in Deadwood. He is in Deadwood, and he 
plays two different characters and the first, uh, he dies in the beginning of the show and I guess they liked him so much they brought him back as a different character later and it fucked with me I was like is it, what the fuck is this like a thing is he the same guy um but I, I enjoyed that he was in this I enjoyed this what I just built my entire cup of water oh, alright do you carpet. need something to clean that up I have a towel and about it's like three feet away okay yeah go ahead um. Yeah, uh, uh, the the cast, that guy. I was glad he was in it. Um, other than that, it's just Dave Batista. Uh, everyone. Oh, the shades from um Luke Cage, and I think he's in Sons of Anarchy also. He was the the rapist security guard. Um, that had a weird role. And yeah, he was that whole thing was pointless. Like, I mean, I thought it was cool, like the whole offering thing. Like, I yeah, it was cool. Like, it went on way long. Like, it went on way long. Oh my god, can we talk about the captured women that never came up until the very end? And then they, well, no, they never one, but they never they explained the why. They never explained why they were captured. Why were the zombies holding on to the women? I took it as just like backup queens, but or like because uh, they were doing the whole thing about like impregnating like that the zombie baby. Yeah, I uh, mean, I, I think that's what it is. Rape zombies is what he was trying to do. Um, yeah, there's there could be rape zombies in, in this, but I think he might have cut out a lot of the heavy or parts about it. So, so it's so essentially you just don't understand why these women are being captured by the super zombie. Um, the beginning, oh my God, the beginning, beginning sequence before the music, the Vegas intro with the military vehicles was so long and terrible. Um, yeah, yeah. as a Zack Snyder fan, this was his worst movie that I've seen. (laughs) Um, in my opinion. Yes. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, I really uh, I like Dieter the the bank the bank. I did uh, I did I was gonna say next in my notes was I I like Van and Dieter I like Van and Dieter I yeah they're I like their buddy cop bro relationship because like he becomes when it gets to the save time he becomes the badass that's just like yelling at him and he's just like, yes sir yes sir um I don't want to take too much time on this but there's a few scenes that I want to talk about the first the character Van. First, I have a problem with. They showed in the very beginning. He took. They had the pictures of all the the people, and they didn't have even the whole crew. They just had a few of the crew because I think because they cut Christy Elliott out of the movie. Uh, they didn't. They didn't do the thing with Tig, uh, Tig Notaro, who's like replace CG replaces Christy Elliott in the whole movie. But I thought it worked. I, I, I did too, and I thought she was uh, awesome in the movie. Um, not all, she was good. She she was good, and it was like awkward a little bit, but I think that's what made it. There was one particular uh part with her when they were going over the mission with the white models, and she went and grabbed the helicopter, and it was so blurry, and there was a million lens flares. Oh my god, the lens overuse of lens flares! It, it was insanity, dude. Insanity. He thought he was JJ motherfucking Abrams out here. Abrams. J JJ Abrams. Um. All right, so that scene, I had an issue with. Second scene was they shoehorned the relationship with the older woman that was his partner, from, like his main partner from the beginning. At the very end, she's just like, "I just all of this is really reawakening how I feel about you." And 
uh, da 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 da, and then all of a sudden, then immediately zombies come out of the elevator and they snap her neck. They snap her neck, and it's just like this is so unearned. All the deaths in this movie are unsatisfying, except for maybe Dieter and Van. Um, all the deaths were unsatisfying. All of them. None of them felt good to me. Even the rapist, uh, slow, uh, death or the Deadwood guy getting ripped apart by a tiger so long. Um, as much as I, it was happy as happening is just too much for me. The, but yeah, that scene with the woman, I was like, why there was, this is so unearned. You were shoehorning this relationship in here just to kill her seconds later. And then the, the scene, the big scene, the one I've been building up to this whole time. The tiger killing scene. No, 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 not that. Not that. (laughs) No, I know. I know. The scene where, um, David, he says talking to his daughter and the daughter, it's like shot. So weird. It's on a, he's like shaky handhold shaky. It's so, the depth of field thing is crazy up. Cause he's and he's right in their faces and he's just like, it's shot. So weird. It's like surreal. And the dialogue is so bad. So bad. It's cliche. She's like, you never call, you never write. And, and he's he like talking about grilled cheese and shit. And it's just like, this is trying so hard to be this artsy emotional moment, the way it's shot and like the way he, the, the, the dialogue is, and it's so bad. It does not work at all. And it is by far the worst moment, the, the other worst moment of the movie for me. We watched it three times, three just, times. You know, the scene in guardians two where Drax is like, flirting with the the girl with the, the bug, green the bug dress girl. And the, yeah yeah this is this what that dialogue felt like and but, it just felt but it, bad. it just felt it, like it, but it wasn't funny normal. but it wasn't a comedy it's not a comedy exactly movie. exactly like it, it it felt like drax lines but in a non-comedic setting and it just didn't work and it was just bad there's so much like i think this there could have been a good movie with a better writer and i think like zack snyder's best movies are the ones that he doesn't write and an editor story. and editor I didn't have a problem with the editing. The uh, oh, other than the dead, like, the dead pixel thing that is, uh, which I didn't even talk. see. I didn't see it either. So maybe they f- fixed it already. Oh, um, I mean, even on the on like the reviews online, you had to zoom in super far to see it. It's like I didn't notice it. I watched it on a laptop. Um. The, all right. Uh, the I was gonna say I. The two other big notes that I had that I thought were funny or not funny, but I don't know, but like the tiger mauling scene at the end, like goes on for like five minutes for no reason. But the, and then when it finally ends, it's just like the tiger just slow crushes that dude's face. And it, it, I don't know for some reason about the slow crush. It was just like, God damn. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't just something. I don't know why it just got me. But then the other one was, was the, uh, uh, at the end of the movie, he when he David Tisa shoots his final pistol shot to blow up the king zombie's head, you're telling me that that tiny not little pistol he has, which looks like a little nine millimeter, that little bullet is gonna explode that fucking thing's head like it was a shock blast. Um, I mean, granted, Tarantino does that with his guns. But like, yeah, no, he was definitely I, doing some felt... Tarantino over the top violence with the tiger scene and stuff yeah. like that, and it just uh, it just didn't didn't work. 
Um, as much as I can appreciate some good violence when it's done well, I didn't think that yeah, one, either it, of those were things works. Risk commented on that, on the head exploding. Um, yeah, the ending was forever. Um, I don't know if we if we perfectly explained it, but there was like a king zombie that the military was transporting in the beginning, and it got loose, and it went to Vegas, and that's how the Vegas zombie thing happened, and. Um, and then he had a wife and I guess the wife was pregnant and the wife gets killed by, um, a couple of the gang and they find out, oh, I mean, one he, of he, the gang, one he of the gang, the guy from the mini project slowly. Saws yeah. Deadwood guy. Yeah. Deadwood guy. Um, his, his lip does not, for no his reason. Upper too. lip does not move. Um, yeah, so he takes the head uh, back, and uh, but there's a baby inside, and there's like an abortion scene, or he like rips it out, and you just see this like partial feet aborted fetus, and then die die in the king zombie's hand. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't, I thought that was unnecessary. As much, I didn't think that was, I didn't think that was very necessary. Um, like it didn't really ha- mean anything to the film. Um, but it answered an age-old question: Do zombies fuck? It did. Yes. Well, yes, yeah, that. I mean, yeah, that. But I don't think you needed to rip the baby out of the stomach and watch it die in his hand. Because well, <laughs> it was like obvious. It was exactly. obvious. Yeah, how else? I know, with him sniffing the belly and all that stuff. Oh, and like um, the oh, oh, I there was something I want to say about Van. Van in the very beginning they do that lineup, and. Um, he's taking the picture with his philosophy degree and it only comes up once and he tar- starts talking about like, what if we're like killing and dying in a loop forever? Oh, it's time loop theory. Yeah. 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 And it was just like, Oh my God, you set this up with one shot and I had to re remember about it. Like, I'm like, what the fuck is he babbling about? And, uh, and it was, I don't know, it was very heavy handed. It was like he was explaining the symbolism of the movie to the audience. Like, what if he, the, you know, the, the, uh, the guy who's running the whole thing that hired them all, or what are the Japanese, uh, mafia guy? Um, he's like, what if he's the god or devil? And it, like, it's all these flashbacks of, like, making it look that way. And I was just like, wow. Wow, you're just essentially trying to explain this, your symbolism of your movie uh, for the audience. <laughs> and it's like, and then I was like, I kept, I said to Riss, I was like, if you have to spell it out, that means that it's not good. Yeah, that is my and like especially heavily handed spell it out. Like you want your audience to, you want to give the clues to figure something out if you want them to figure it out, but just like having a character elaborately explaining the symbolism of the movie and then and showing it in flashbacks to the specific details like the shots that mean this and the shots that mean that like this is god and this is this and da 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 and I was just like god damn dude he's trying man he's trying what was the um someone online mentioned like there's some random robot zombie thing that shows up but i did not see that hey i didn't um, see there, it either I didn't there was see one instance either. in the casino where the zombies had got shot off and it looked like there was glowing blue light coming from the head and i didn't know if that's what they meant but the i don't know it just seemed like a uh 
I don't, I don't know. There was things in the that everyone kept talking about the movie. I kept looking for and that I didn't. It might have been like a yeah. It sounds like another technical editing thing. Um, maybe, maybe it was like some kind of animatronic thing that um, that was. But it was just, no, it was a CG zombie. Oh, oh, they're trying to because it gets set. his like head blown off right in the casino when they're like chasing him. Uh, after like the they send like the the king guys to send in all the horrors after him. Um, all I, right. Final thoughts. Yeah, let's wrap this up. Um, the final thoughts are the I don't know. It just seemed like all for nothing. Everything, the whole plot, because there was no money except for the guy Van, and Van gets to the plane and dies of the plane. Or well, he has to either kill himself. I'm assuming, um because uh, he got bit and then got on that plane well, Mexico City is going to be where the sequel takes yeah, place. yeah the open ended yeah it leaves a sequel out there like a lot of these films usually do and you never really know if there ever gonna, is going to be a sequel made Um, they, they apparently there's like a prequel and an anime announced and all kinds of goofy shit so we'll see yes. if any of it but you know how Zack Snyder's giant universes go Um, yeah. they, they sometimes don't yeah so like pre-made and ready but then and, it's all about green lighting. But like he'll say, but him saying that he's like, oh yeah, like I got the whole story and everything done. People take that online and run with it. It's like, oh, they're making all these things. And it's like, no, he's just yeah. you know prepared for them to make them. I feel like he needs to focus on what's his fucking in front of him, maybe a little bit. Um, but I understand being a filmmaker, you got to have a big pool of ideas. But all right, I didn't like it, but I thought that there was good moments at times. I would not recommend this movie only because of the length. If it was less than two hours, I would say, give it a try. You might have fun. Yeah, I would agree with that. The, the action sequences are good. They're just too few and far between because of how bloated the fake character development is. Yeah, it's terrible. There is non-existent character development. Um, and that's what ru- it's what makes it worse. I mean, a lot of the action sequences are a little long too. It's a, a lot of long. Everything could be shorter, and there are things that don't even need to be in the movie. Um, score out of five with half points. What would you you know like two and a half, three and a half? What would you give it? Yeah, that's the uh, the letterbox scale. I think I'm at a two and a half, three somewhere around there, but leaning more towards two and a half. Okay, I'm a two out of five. Out of five. Two out of five. Um, because I don't think it was the yeah, worst and, thing I ever saw, and it wasn't like it wasn't enjoyable at times, even if it was no, an ironic way. I would yeah. I reserve ones and below for shit I would say is unwatchable. Um, yeah, I, this is definitely watch like our dad would like this. Like Yeah, yeah. People might enjoy this. It's definitely dumb fun. It's just too long and that might make it um too hard to digest for even the people that are looking for some schlock. And that's it just what... felt like a big, honestly, it just felt like a $90 million camera test for, for Zach, which I mean, that's fine. But it, did, it didn't look, it uh, was a failed test because it looked like dog shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so even the CG, I, I, yeah, even some of the CG bad. was, even some of the CG was not good. The muzzle flashes and whatnot. Yeah. Oh yeah. The whole digital muzzle flash thing took oh, me for a loop. On, Cause I just realized I haven't seen digital muzzle flashes. I feel like in ages. Like, I feel like you could have did better muzzle flashes. Like, yeah, they didn't look great. But then at the same time, like John Wick has a ton of uh, digital muzzle flashes, but you can't tell because they look so real. This looked like 
you know, some of them did it themselves in After Effects and called. Yeah, it you could have did better than that. I really thought I kept, I thought that about multiple CG things, and like there was a lot of really good CG. Don't get me wrong. Uh, oh like, yeah, like that opening sequence with the when everyone's on their backdrop uh, things. Like all the so rotoscoping good. is really good for the like TIG. The whole TIG thing is an impressive thing. Yeah, I couldn't tell a difference. I I, I could like at times. There. She had that little warbly halo around her. You know what I mean? Like in certain well, no, shots. That's, con- that's that's the lens. That's no, the I know that. I know that. But it's some. But they they turn it up around things that they're trying to hide in the cg i noticed oh yeah for sure for sure then they turn and around her it was always worse the scenes with her are always the it was always super heavy uh but all right i don't want to talk about Zack snyder anymore i'm glad we did this first so we could we we got it off her chest we don't you know we'll i'm sure we'll watch something later but we're, we're done with them we're putting them away and yeah that's that let's move on Two. Uh, 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 um. Shape of Water. Shape of also Water. Doug Jones' Wet Wild World. That's what. That's the first note I wrote down for this movie is Doug Jones' Wet and Wild World. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so Shape of Water, uh, released in 2017, directed by Guillermo del Toro. Um, it is about a woman who works at a research uh, lab, and there is a fish man that she falls in love with. And uh, I think that's the, the gist of it for non-spoilers. Um, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, baby, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one of the most memorable moments of the movie. I actually took a lot of lot more notes um, for Shape of Water. Uh, me and Riss talked a lot through Army of the Dead because it sucked and we were just wrote, looks like Mystery Science Theater. Whereas this, we were dead ass silent and because we were very engaged in the story. Oh man, you're, I feel like you're not going to like what I have to say about this movie. Oh no. Oh man. Um, well, you go first. I feel like you're going to have a more lighthearted thing. I don't hate it. I just. I just don't think you're. I I I I didn't like it as much as I thought I was going to. All right. I mean, okay, okay. I loved. I loved it. Um, it's not like a perfect. It's not a perfect film or anything to me. Like it didn't blow my, blow my mind. Um, but I thought it was really good. I love the color palette. The green, ever green, everything. Um, I loved the cast. The the stepbrother's dad. And obviously Sally oh, Hawkins. He's the best part of the movie. Sally Hawkins um playing mute um the whole movie is really good. And Octavia Spencer is hilarious. Um and everything all her little things because she's like and she loves talking to the mute girl because she can just keep talking. Um obviously the monster looks great. Uh Guillermo del Toro shit always does. Um it does look very similar to Abe from the Hellboy series. I have that written down. Um, I honestly feels like this is a pre Abe's prequel before, before he gets to Hellboy. Um, a lot. Yeah. I love the color palette. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the film Amelie, uh, but I got a lot of vibe Amelie vibes, um, in terms of the way color is used, the, uh, these, the shots, Sally, uh, the way, um, Eliza's character looks. The Eliza character looks reminds me of Amelie, though she's a bit older. Um, but it's it's a weird movie. It's an eccentric movie. It starts with 
Uh, I don't know if it's spoilers. I guess I should say that. But um, I love Michael Shannon. Um, it's not a you know fast-paced action movie, but I feel like it's paced fairly well. Um, I was engaged throughout. And yeah, I'm curious. Nah, you got me curious. It's eating at me. So what do you... Well, about, Kylie fell asleep for 20 minutes in the middle. Holy uh, fuck. And I... Uh, I liked it. I like. I didn't. I just didn't think it was a great movie. Like I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was a solid. Like it's very sweet and 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 you know and like nice and happy feeling. Um, you know. But it, I guess I based on the trailers and stuff, I I went in not thinking it was just going to be Beauty and the Beast. Um, yeah, that's essentially what I, it is. I don't know what you. What did you think it was? I just. Thought- another layer to layer than that you know what i mean it's like so well, like it's all about the water thinking, it's all about the water like there's a lot about like we're living in a dream and cause she's dreaming in the beginning and she's swimming in the water and she was born they found her in the water and everything is blue and green because it's like your life is oh, like, like moving I'm, through I'm water well no there's a lot of like there's a lot of themes of yeah. water not just the uh beauty and the beast thing but the the but the I don't know I guess the more front and center of the story I just thought would be like another like a different take on that genre I guess and instead it's just pretty cut and dry Beauty and the Beast. Um, I mean, Beauty and the Beast is it, not it, the same. Beauty and the Beast, the woman's you know like trapped in the Beast's castle. Like it yeah, is a Beauty it, and Beast thing, but it's very much a way different dynamic than like the the tropes of Beauty and the Beast itself. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's come out feeling like I thought the story was going to be something that like hadn't been done before. I guess more based on, and it's like, like I, I told, uh, I told my uh, people I'm staying with, I, I, um, I was expecting the. There's also a sorry, uh, go ahead. Um, ah, I just lost it. Um, well, I, also there's a lot of themes about racism and discrimination and uh, just people oh, that are sure. different than you, disabilities. Um, that because obviously the stepbrother's dad is gay. Um, Eliza is you know uh, Latin of some kind and she's yeah. mute. Um, Octavia is black. Uh, her character Lizelda, I believe the name was. Um, and yeah. just like, and like the, the is... dynamics between men and women and different races and just, just people with disabilities and just a lot of stuff about people different than you. Um, and Michael Shannon is like a, you know, your blue blooded American, you know, yeah. but I then just, it's like, I feel like it's just all things, I feel those things have been done before in other movies. And this one's just done in more of like just lighthearted, like tone because the score of the movie is so like, um, you know, upbeat and like more phantasmal, uh, for it. But I, I, I the way I looked at the movie, it felt like, the, especially the way lighting was like a, like a, like a long stage play, which is not a bad yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, that it. was, I think it was definitely going for that with the, there's only a few sets and like, mm. you know, and, uh, the lighting in particular of the singing scene. Um, yeah. Like I, the, I thought the, the spotlights was... on her, um, yeah, one of my yeah, that's one of the best. I I chuckled at first because it was like kind of a funny thing seeing the fish man in the thing. Dancing. But then it was like it was yeah, it was it was cool though. Like I I enjoyed the uh, 
you know, it's a very sweet and sincere movie. Uh, and it's lighthearted, know, but just... it's very adult. Like there's, you know, the sex, the yeah, sexual yeah. side of it. I mean, she fucks the. It's all like she's the opening of the movie. I just get to spoilers. Uh, she's masturbating. She like like they show that she masturbates in the tub every day. Um, yeah, so her routine. And um, yeah, she has this affinity to water, and she's scars on her neck that look like gills, which end up becoming gills uh, at the end. Um, yeah, the racism subplot was really good. I thought was good. Um, or no, it's not racism, but discrimination. Um, and then, yeah, Michael Shannon's character. So it was a lot about how, like, the 50s is, like, this... Uh, it's got this cool vibe, but it's a really gilded age. And, um, you know, Michael Shannon's family is trying to do this Leave it to Beaver thing, but he's so unhappy, and he's miserable, and he's a bad man. And it's all to have this decent... Like, he's like... I'm trying, what do I have? Uh, when are my de- my deeds enough to be a decent man? Like he says that general and, um, but you do bad things. Like it's like your ends don't justify the means. Uh, and that's why you're not a good man is you're a piece of shit. And I don't know. I like that. I like the whole Michael Shannon's character storyline. I thought it was really funny with, uh, yeah, with, I like Michael Shannon's, uh, I thought him and and the guy from Step Brothers were the best parts of the movie. Um, yeah. See, I loved. I think Eliza is is the best part of the movie. Just that her performance is really good, and the stuff with all the scenes with the fish man, I like. Who looks awesome? Um, yeah. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. Um, really enjoyed it. And uh, it's beautiful. I think it's a beautiful film. It looks great. The soundtrack is style, like the aesthetic, like the 60, early sixties, I guess, is what it really is. Um, there's like a Cold War, you know, backdrop with it. Um, uh, that's constantly being talked about, like the Ruskies, and they're trying to research the Fishman, but the Americans just want to kill it. And uh, but yeah, I like the aesthetic, the that time period, like it's like Atomic Age. Mm. Kind of, yeah, it's very Fallout almost, uh, like yeah. the time period. Um, and I enjoyed seeing that done really, really, it was really well on the screen. Yeah, visually amazing, especially because it was like how I said, there's not that many sets, and uh, like it is like a stage play, but it's still like the it's just the consistency of the tone and the style, um, was just really nice to see. Um, attention to detail. Yeah, the I, the one thing that it was it was an awesome scene, but my initial reaction was that would never happen. Was like filling up the bathroom with the water, but it's like, oh, this is so like it is very beautiful and it's so pretty. But the the whole time I'm just like, there's no. <laughs> well, it's like yeah, it's, it's like a fairy tale. This is disbelief. it's yeah. like a fairy tale, and that's why you got to look at it. Like yeah, it's, um, it's very much like a like a fantasy like. Man, I I don't know. It was good though. Like the it's more, an adult it's fairy tale is like, the best way I could describe it. Yeah, it's one of those movies that I came out of like not initially like not, it was man, you know, it was cool. I liked it, but you know, I I if I never saw it again, I'm I'm fine with it. Um, but the more wow. it's gonna, I feel like it's gonna be one of those ones where the more I sit on it, the longer I think about it, and I'm gonna like it more over time. But this is the, the second time I've movies. seen it. <clears throat> Yeah, this is the second yeah. time I've seen it. Uh, I liked it initially. I think I liked it even more this time because I could really um, dig in because um, I knew what was going to happen. Um, yeah, 
I don't know. I feel like we should touch on some scenes just because we have only been ta- we haven't been talking about this nearly as long. Uh, but I feel like we're blazing right through it. Um, I don't I haven't seen a lot of other of his movies. It's, I've seen this and I've seen Blade Two, and I think that's maybe it. So I want to see Pan's Labyrinth. I've seen Hellboys. I've seen the Hellboys. Hellboy. Yeah, I've seen at least this. I know I've seen the second Hellboy. I th- yeah, I've seen both Hellboys. I, yeah, I've only seen the two Hellboys from dear Guillermo del Toro, but I don't think he. I didn't think he did Blade Two. Yeah, he did Blade Two. He nice. he did Mimic, the first Mimic, that and then Blade Two. Um, but yeah, the washing hands scene was really weird. Um, because he was just like, no decent man doesn't wash his hands before and after he pisses. Only once, only one of the other. Like, you know, like if you wash them before, then your priorities are making sure your privates are clean from your dirty hands, but not. And then he immediately eats candy. The rest of the world immediately eats candy after. (laughs) Um, I I like when he ripped his rotten fingers off. Um, but yeah, yeah, I thought it was the way it was going. I thought it was just gonna like because it felt like something i'd seen before I, I assumed he was gonna get there and then he was gonna die from the infection or something or something was gonna stop him ahead of time before he shot everybody but the uh but still ended up in like the happy ending regardless like the ending that i thought was gonna happen happened anyways yeah um, he got his just desserts i'd say as a big old yeah. piece of shit um i'm just i think any time he created when he was like rapey to eliza i knew that uh he was probably up for being killed. Uh, <laughs> like, instead of redeemed. Yeah. Um, I like the... Yeah. How did you like the Russian scientist subplot? With the... I mean, like, it was cool. Just I, another a means to get the... To get Liza, her fish man. Um, but yeah, that was like the paranoia. Like, that guy was like a... He was, uh, um, you know, in danger as at work, but he was also in danger with his own men yeah. and they actually yeah, in the I end shoot him die. like they yeah. betrayed him I, yeah i knew he was gonna die but it was unsure if it was michael shannon that was gonna kill him or if it was um the russians that seemed like they were once they were done with him they were just gonna dispose of him um but it actually was kind of both <laughs> in the end um there was like a funny have... there was a funny thing with the passwords that mm-hmm. uh that I they had um and uh like they just there was like a disconnect on the passwords it was always, yeah it was really funny yeah the, the, it, this is like a tonally it's adult like i said there's sexual things nudity um but um and swearing but it was also like yeah very whimsical and it was and um childlike and like a fairy tale and i really enjoyed the mix those mi- that mix together because you see people do adult takes on fairy tales, but it usually just tries to be adult and it takes the beats from the fairy tale. But it's trying like Romeo, I think like Romeo and Juliet or uh, like those kind of ap- adult adaptations. Um, whereas this is still trying to maintain a fairy tale. Me and Riss right now are watching a show called Pushing Daisies, um, and it's, it's made. It's the creator is the guy who did the Hannibal show. Um, and a few other things and it has a really 60s vibe and it is like this f- mo- like 20th century fairy tale 
Um, but it's and it's lighthearted, but it's about murder and stuff like that. There's no swearing or nudity or anything. Uh, but it does it did remind me of that actually, and there's really consistent color. I think both of which were probably influenced by the movie Amelie. Um, I think we should maybe watch Amelie maybe next or within the next few. Um, just to, while this is still fresh on our minds, I know for, uh, Wes Anderson, somebody I think is influenced by that movie as well because the colors. Yeah, I don't know. It's a beautiful movie. It's not perfect to me. Um, I think it's paced well. I think it's enga- well engaging, uh, but it didn't like blow I, me away. And I think I think it's the best version of this kind of story that I've seen so far, though. Um, oh, absolutely. I think so. I think so. It's not like it's not like extremely revolutionary. I've read criticisms that he this is a he loves this aesthetic um, in Hellboy and in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all like that hard light stage lighting. Well, like, it's like style. the it's the atomic age shit. It's all the yeah. um because that's in the Hellboy movies too. Like not steampunk. I don't know what you'd want to call it. Um, just even from a lighting perspective, though, it's all like big like yellow sodium vapor hard light shining in through windows, or it's all like just um you know people in more dank uh areas with just beams of hard light shining in around like the backlight and stuff with but everybody has a spotlight on them um and it's uh but like i enjoyed that like that was probably i love the aesthetic of this film i thought it was uh it was very like you have so much move so many movies now where everything's all about soft light and i appreciate the um Coming in, like doing that well, like going back to more, you know, you're more like 90s, like late 90s hard lighting uh, style of shooting. And it just, I don't know, it felt good. The sets felt clean. Everything felt real. Like I, it was a nice refresh to just have it all practical sets and like on a smaller movie versus like coming from Army of the Dead where there's so much like only what's in the foreground is real and everything else is CG. Um, uh, yeah, I really, I, I much prefer prefer practical effects and unless it's like you can't um or it's just too expensive um that's why i really like i think that's why the fish man looks so good um yeah he looks great doug jones always i mean I mean, it's a shame he's all he's so typecast but i would love to see him in, a, in his own rom-com but yeah um so we are we're at an hour and five now. I feel like we spent so much time on Zach. We got to give this a little bit longer. But I had uh, another note, and I'm just trying to find where I wrote it down. But um, the the oh, whole the ending, the whole ending of the movie just felt like The Departed for a little bit. It was just like in a matter of like ten, fifteen minutes, all these people are just getting shot at once. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Like it was just constant off-screen shooting, and I thought it was so funny. Like in a good way. I was just like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. The end. I thought the ending was satisfying. It was built up to um, the scene with uh, we talked about, touched on a little bit, but with Michael Shannon at um, Octavia Spencer's character's house, Zelda, um, threatening the family and the and the husband, like, um, gets involved and like, there's like definitely something going on with different you know relationships because zelda's character is always talking about her husband you know doesn't do shit throughout the movie brewster. yeah brewster come on brewster i love her her performance i feel like i see her in so much shit the last like five I just years remember she was in that uh that 
Ma movie, I think it's called. Yeah. Or something like that, where she's just it's the, the mother who doesn't have kids but invites all the kids to party at her house. She um like movie. She's in uh Snowpiercer. The uh the Chris Evans Bong Joon Ho yeah. movie. She's in that. I watched the Witches remake what last year and she was in that. She's the grandma. Um, I just she's in that movie that just came out with Melissa McCarthy that's supposedly terrible. Um, but yeah, she's great. It's great cast. Yeah, like great cast. Great uh, cinematography. Great sound. Great. Um, the everything. The consistency of the whole aesthetic. Um, yeah, I thought it was like p- perfectly made. It's just the story, like you said, the story itself didn't just didn't really blow me away, but it was such an immersive world and and the fairy tale vibe and um, yeah, like like I said, I think this is the best version of this kind of story that you can do. I like mixing like adult and, and you know childlike, more like Disney fan fantasy elements, especially with the st- score. The music for me is what kept it in that fantasy more than the like, yeah the, the lighting aesthetic and everything. Um, the uh but i think why i didn't like it was just i i guess i was you know when you every movie that i watch that like gets because i usually end up watching whatever wins best picture well after it's won it and usually when i watch it it's something like new i haven't seen before it's like a new take on something i have seen whereas this was like the whole movie i just knew what was going to happen with every character the whole way through and i think that's why i just like had a hard time engaging um just you know what I mean, but like, but it's good. But it's like at the same time. See, I did know. I didn't so know well. if the fish man was gonna die. I didn't know if the woman was gonna die. I didn't know. Um, yeah, I feel like everyone was in at risk. Like it ended up being a happily ever after, but I didn't know that. So, so it, I didn't really know that it was guaranteed it was gonna go that way. way I didn't feel that way. Was just for everything, even in the tension parts, it just seemed like it wasn't gonna go pure dark. Um, you know, it felt like a happy ending movie. Like, like from at least from the middle on, it just felt like it was going to be a, it's, you know, it's just going to work out. Um, but I, my biggest critique is, I wish I would have. There should have been more Fishman fucking. Um, I want to see I, how. Thank God, did we got how many? <laughs> you want to see it in graphic? Yeah, but you detail. don't see it. You don't see it. You, you know, she closes the curtain, or it's just them. You know. Swim, like just being like together spinning in the in the water but i would have liked to see more graphically anatomy graphically and they explain it yeah i i feel like that they had he had to put a little explanation in there um, i thought it was funny like so it was Zelda's funny it's like like how the fuck does that work like like because she's all cheesing at work and it's just like oh you definitely got laid with the thing what yeah, I have me thinking about like, is this thing intelligent enough for this not to be like partial bestiality, some level of what, bestiality? What if he impregnated her? Like, what happens then? Well, now that she's got gills, I think she's all bets are off. Part fish now. She's part yeah. fish. She can do anything. Give birth to a new Doug Jones. Baby Doug Jones. Baby Hellraiser. But yeah, I don't know. I'd say yeah, this one's definitely not as for me at least, not as um I don't have much to say about it because it was just this, you know, it's a solid movie. And like that's so it wasn't bad enough. That's fine. No, that's fine. We can we can set up next week's show um now and uh, wrap up. Because we are I mean we're well over an hour. Um 
I figured we were doing an hour and a half, but uh, I yeah, I did. Well, I figured it'd be hour to hour and a half. Like I wanted to not naturally oh, gotcha, gotcha. naturally finish. It doesn't have to. I'm gonna stream after, um, uh, just to make sure it's a three hour block. Um, I'll probably stop the stream so it cuts it, so it doesn't make it video games post show. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, all right. So what do you give in Shape of Water? I'm going to give it a three and a half out of five. I gave it a four out of five. So it's not like it was as much as we, I feel like we talked army of the dead. I was surprised how much we said the same shit in shape of water. You know, I, or we had some slight differences, but, um, I still, a four is some my scale to explain it. One unwatchable two not good, but watchable three average movie. Good, good movie. Four is great movie, and five is life changing film. <laughs> um, yeah, I could th- three for me, th- or three and a half for me is like it was it was almost great to me, but I just I don't know I just I walked away not being blown away like not being like it yeah like I enjoyed it I, and so it feels like a almost an eight out of a ten but like it's more like a seven. Or a three and a half out of five. Okay. Um. So actually, I wanted to ask you this in the beginning of the show, but what would you consider? Um. Your three favorite films of all time. Yeah. Oh God! Uh, I should have prepped. I mean, Mallrats is definitely my number one. Um. Mall rats. I just love the dialogue. I just think it's uh I think the, like the Jason Lee and uh the other guy, I'm blanking on his name, but he plays T S. Uh I just love their dialogue, their banter. It just like it just J O so um Jeremy London or Jason London, one of the London yeah, twins. Whichever boy is in that one. But yeah, I just it it, it it just feels so natural and just reminds me of just like me and my friends just sticking around kind of dialogue and it's funny um and it's just like a nice story without eating a big thing or whatever but um yeah i don't know I, that one always stands out as just being the one that i can just throw on and it's it's just it's good but for two and three i don't know god um, yeah it's kind of on the spot so it doesn't mean you know, it doesn't have to be do, correct do right um <laughs> uh no, I actually, I put my, I'm seeing if I have mine on my, um, you can put four favorite films on Letterboxd. Um, yeah. I have Blue Velvet. There, oh, will, really good. there will be Blood, uh, Doctor Strangelove, and Train Spotting. All of which I are think, on our list. Yeah, I think for me it's going to be, well, I think Watchmen's somewhere in that top three. Watchmen? Wow! Um, so these are but these are more personal cho- choices for you yeah, so i'm yeah, picking yeah. so for these for me this is critical like this is what i think is the best movies that i've seen like have had an impact on me and yeah. i have a so it's like both for me personal but also there's a heavy like i like mall rats and i look the I, when i was a kid i loved mall rats and i loved watchmen but do i think that they're the best films I've ever seen? No. No. Oh, yeah. I know they're not the best films, but if they're talking about like my I'm just explaining films, my criteria versus... Yeah. I'm just explaining my criteria versus yours. 
Um, doesn't mean you're wrong. It's yeah, if we we're going for more like like best movie I've ever seen, like or like it's like, like favorite. Like yeah, like if you're like I'm gonna I show mean, somebody, it, it never saw films. Like what are the four fucking best films? That's all you can show them. Man. Three or four. I, mean, I always go back to Moonlight. That movie was so good. Really, Moonlight was awesome. Uh no, Moonlight's so awesome. Good. It's a five. I think it's a five on my. On my letter box. Five. I think the weakest part is the final scene, but the, the even then it's not bad. Yeah, it's, what are fives really to you? That's my question. Like, can you name oh. me some more fives. Uh, yeah, I would give a five. I would give um, oh, man, I'm trying to think of something like what I, I there was like a period of the pandemic I didn't really watch a lot of movies, but the uh, the like Blue Velvet I would say is a five. Like that's um pretty much all of the Lynch ones that we've watched together I've thoroughly enjoyed and would would give fives which uh, ones did we watch but we watched mahal and drive. drive uh and uh blue velvet yeah i it's like you seeing honestly seeing i would never advise someone to watch eraser head first out of for lynch i yeah, think it's I, much I, it better context for a while yeah it's much better context to watch any collection of the rest of his movies and uh, then watch that after um oh, look that's what thing. i did scott pilgrim i would give a five that's a yeah. It was, movie. I've, movie those are these are my fives and four and a halves. Um. So I yeah, I got a lot. There's some Lynch. There's Fight Club. Uh, some normie stuff in here. Pulp. I mean, because the classics. Pulp, Pulp Fiction, Inception. Um, yeah. Oh, it's got, oh, Hateful Eight. I'd Star Wars. Um. Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, E.T. Um. Like those are just Jaws is fucking dope. Uh, I just saw that for the first time last year. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of regular nor like normie classics. Um, but I'm trying to see if there's anything that is a oddball in my thing. I'm f uh, Fight Club, I guess. Gone Girl, given a five. I haven't seen Gone Girl in a while, but I just remember being so into it the first time. Hey, I never saw it. Um... Well, it's on the list. Uh, sorry, let's decide what we want to watch next week. Okay. Do you uh, want me to pull up the list? Yeah, so do you want to flip-flop? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. podcast list. And I thought of some more directors that I forgot to put on the list, like Jim Jarmusch. Point Break. Top, uh, is Bodak's top five. Throwback. Nice. I've never seen Point Break to the in its entirety. I've only ever seen it in chunks randomly on TNT as a kid. Um, oh, I can't read any of that. It's so small. Oh, yeah, I sent you it. You have the you have oh. it. Sorry, I'm like I'm long stream. Um, oh, what the poop! Which uh, which email did you send it to? What the fuck is my password? Alright, well, never mind. Um, we need to pick something. We don't need, I don't need to, I was going to add some things. Um, I sent it to you on Facebook. Oh, okay, gotcha. Alright, well, do you want to watch a classic classic? Do we want to watch something newer? Like a, like how Shape of Water, like a newer great film? I, I mean, it's your pick. You can pick anything. I'm, oh, I'm I can pick. Uh, Alright, I can pick. I can pick. Let's watch 
I'm uh I'm always so bad at this. Oh, we're watching Amelie. I already decided. Amelie. Okay. And then Is there anything new? New ish. I'm trying to think what's something I've been really wanting to watch lately. Um I didn't see Mortal Kombat yet. I saw it. It was I know it's not gonna be worth talking about really, but Oh, you know what I wanna pick? Um uh Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Alright, so your next it. one. Should I feel like we yeah. should watch the original first though. I, I well, yeah, I was just gonna watch the original on my own first, but yeah, we can do the first one first. Yeah, and I think we gotta watch the, the final cut because the director's cut is ass cheeks. It made me not think think that movie's not good. Okay, so we have Spiral. Oh, yeah, really? I thought the director's cut was the good one. No, it's really long. It's really long. Was... Yeah. It's 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 uh, just like Apocalypse Now Redux is not the best way to watch Apocalypse Now. It's too long. Uh, I feel like you have to see it first in the final cut, and then you watch the director's cut when you when you want to get some more. All right, um, yeah. all right. So we have there's Quiet Place Part Two, there's Spiral, there's oh, actually I'm changing mine. Uh, well, your picks next. Uh, your picks next week, right? We do two movies a week of that. Well, I think we're deciding on the new one together because it's a new one. Oh, uh, okay, I gotcha. I thought it was I pick like. You pick one, I pick one. And we no, pick. I thought we were doing we uh, we each one of us picks an old movie and then we decide on a new movie. Um, like so, we picked Army of the Dead because that was yeah, obvious because yeah. it was brand new. We got Cruella, we got Spiral, we got Godzilla versus Kong. Um, oh, I saw Godzilla vs Kong. Um. Uh, we the, got, and uh, we could try. We could just watch a newer, really good movie. I've been wanting to watch Minari, or Nomadland, or I saw Nomadland. It was, it's up your alley. Um, uh, well, you'd have to real. watch them again, so that's up to you. Yeah, uh, it was fine. It was, it was fine. Um, the, I really want to see I Minari. Say, I want to add Mother to my pick for next for like the week after because Mother with I, the I, exclamation I, point. Yeah, because I last night uh, Neil and Anson were just uh, in a pretty aggressive argument over it because Neil staunchly hates it and uh, and Anson thinks. And you know that's that's Denny Villanueva, right? That's the same. That's Darren Aronofsky. That's it, Darren Aronofsky. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I I just got to see it to know. He's on. It's on our list, so. Yeah, because and they're not the first ones like that. Everyone I've met has either been strongly against it or strongly in favor of it. Uh yeah, I remember the Red Letter Media guys said so they liked liked it. So I'm excited to uh I'm excited to see where I lie on it on the extremes. Uh twenty twenty one Oscars. I'm just trying to see What what movie you were just talking about? I was talking about Mother. Mother, oh yeah, that's not new. Um, um We got No Land, Minari, the Father, or Mank. But I feel like when we do Mank, oh, Mank. I want to see Mank. We should do okay. Mank, but we should do Citizen Kane and Mank in the same episode. Because it's okay. about Citizen Kane. Hmm. Um, uh, A movie I've seen and thought it was boring as fuck. <laughs> i already seen Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh, what about Black Klansman? I haven't seen that one. That was really good. It's not that new, but it's on the list. 
Uh, I would like consider that in this. No, but I, I, Shape of Water is like twenty. It's like that. It's more. I think I want something new, new, like and within the last year. Let's just do. Let's do Minari. Are you fine with that? Uh, yeah, I don't know what it is. I didn't, I never it's with Glenn that. from The Walking Dead. It 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 won some Oscars. How do you spell it? I... I think it won Movie of the Year, didn't it? No, uh, um, no, Madland. It was nominated Oscar. though. Yeah, Glenn from The Walking Dead's the star. Yeah, I'm down. All right. I don't know what it's about, but it's kind of 98 and Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's supposed to be awesome. So, yeah, all right. Minari and Amelie. And, yeah, yeah, you can pick the new movie next time, like, if you feel like um, you're not getting to pick the new movie. But uh, I wanted to keep it. We try to keep it within the last year, at least. All right. I think that is everything. Um, is there anything else you wanted to address before we part ways? Uh, I think there was something, but I was thinking of, but now I don't remember. I love that Dave Bautista wears uh the rubber band, but on his glasses to keep them on. Yeah, it's because that's how uh, action guys do it. Rex specs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so I will wrap things up. Uh, make sure you you follow the Slob Thomas Twitch. Uh, we did make a Best Boys YouTube. Unfortunately, I uh, couldn't stream from it because it has to be activated for more than 24 hours. Um, but you can follow. There, we do have a YouTube page. I'm going to be posting the VOD on there. Um, I am recording this, so hopefully it turns out. Um yeah, I'm excited. This is fun. I'm excited to talk about more movies. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And uh, we'll see you next Saturday at 1230. Um, and yeah, Corey, do you have anything else to say? Plug yourself? Uh, yeah, I, I'm not kind of on social media that much anymore. I'm trying to come back, but I'm pretty much just on Instagram. Um, so at Corey with Story. And you can see BTS from my work and uh, the work I've done and doing. Um, but yeah, no, this is a great time. I'm excited because it's getting me to watch more movies because I just haven't been. Yep. Yep. Me too. All right.